Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermon from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and, and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And then again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Well, welcome back to the podcast, The Unchangeable Truth with Pastor Stephen. But before we start today, let me say happy anniversary to Pastor Stephen and Jennifer. They are celebrating their anniversary th- today. And he's even in the podcast room today on his anniversary. How many years, Pastor Stephen? 20, 24 years. 24 years with Jennifer Kyle. So right. congrats yes. on the Thank you. productive, healthy marriage Thank All you. those wonderful things. There you go. Three out. beautiful kids. Yeah, way out kick my coverage, friend. <laughs> way out kick my coverage. God has decided, he decided 24 years ago that he wanted to show a great picture of his grace. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, he uh, he sent my wife in. Well, congrats, and thank you for being in the room, even on the special day that is your anniversary. So this week, um, yesterday's sermon was out of Romans chapter 9, uh, verses 19 through 33, and uh, you titled it, the Potter, the Potter and the Clay. And you, again, just closing out this, this talk on these kind of transitional chapters in Romans, um, still dealing with things about uh, predestination, still dealing with the different thoughts theologically or doctrinally on some things in the Bible. Um, So your first point with chapter 9, verses 19 through 33, is that uh, uh, God's method is to mold us. So talking about the things that God's doing, how God is working in our life, your first point was God's method is to mold us. So what do you got? What do you got on that? (laughs) Yeah, what do you got on that? (laughs) The... uh, uh, I can tell you this this morning in my study, you know, uh, as I'm, you know, I open up my Bible on on Mondays to say, all right, let us think about Sunday morning uh, for uh, for this coming Sunday. So you don't wait till Saturday to start prepping. Your- uh, well, uh, no, I'm already I'm re- I'm already kind of ready to rock and roll for uh, for next Sunday. But uh, you know, I I, I I try not to get too much into what I'm going to do in the previous or in the upcoming weeks because. I don't want it. I don't want it to confuse and kind of trickle into right, right. Uh, what we're doing. But uh, when I open up my Bible and I'm like Romans ten, I'll be honest with you, verbally out loud, <laughs> the words were "Thank you, Jesus," yeah, for Romans ten. Yeah. Uh, you know, my head is still hurting from navigating through Romans nine. And so, uh, yeah, I, to me, to me, ends it perfectly. Uh, Romans nine, just sitting there and saying, "Hey, uh, yeah, there's there's a guy that's the potter, and it's not you. Uh, you're you're not the one shaping yourself. You're not the one molding yourself. He's he's already made it clear to us um, in the verses before verse nineteen, even back over into uh, Romans eight, and even all the way back up to uh, I believe like Romans five. Yeah, he's made it clear. Well, he's shaping you into Jesus. Yeah." That, that's that's the mold right there. And, uh, you know, he already knows the finished product. He knows what it's turning out. That's one of the points that we addressed. Uh, it's he, he, He's already there. He knows how it's going to be. So, um, 
just understand that he's shaping you, um, that we are all a work in progress. Um, as the as the guy once said, and I may misquote this, so forgive me if I do. Um, I uh, I'm not what I should be. I'm not what I want to be. But praise God, I'm not what I used to be. There you go. Uh, so um, yeah, there's that shaping, that molding, and he is the Potter. We are the clay. Kind of made a little play on. Let's look at the symbolism of the Potter and right. how the whole process mm-hmm. happens. There, you know, he adds water. He adds sand. He, he has it on the spinning wheel. And if you've ever watched video or watched serious potters before, uh, many, many times, they'll grab that stuff up, they'll wad it up and throw it back down and start all over again. I'm like, oh my goodness, you spent an hour uh, and now you're starting over again. But again, in their mind's eye, they know know what they're... They know what they're wanting the uh, finished product to look like. So uh, it can be confusing with us because uh, I don't know that we have a problem thinking that uh, we're the clay, but I think uh, we also have a – well, we, we also think that we're the potter. Right. Yeah, we're shaping ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. If you and I could do anything to make ourselves better, we would have done it. Right. No, God's, God's the potter. Um, and, uh, I know that you want to say, okay, well, why have you, why have you added so much sand or why have you added so much water or, you know, why pain, why suffering, why disappointment, why all these things? Well, we know a couple of things. Number one, those are a result of living in the fallen world, but God will take those things and use those things to chisel away us and reveal more Jesus. Well, and you even say that, you know, the the finished product is already seen by God. Like, he already knows. And I think we should be able to take comfort in that fact that, you know, the God of the universe already knows every intricate detail of our life. But yet, you know, we sit back and worry and gripe and complain and get frustrated and have stress and have anxiety. But the reality is, man, he... He already knows. He already has a plan. We're still in the process. We're still under construction, like you said, but the finished product he's already is already seen by God. Well, yeah, and we want to limit God. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, God cannot be limited. He can only be limited in our own uh in our own understanding or our own um concept of him. Uh he is limitless. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we want to sit there and uh, kind of let this expand out into everyday living mm. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, my goodness, I know God was making me more like Jesus, but there's no way that God could have <laughs> known this was going to happen in my life. And because yeah. now I'm never going to be like Jesus. And, you know, <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Yeah, he may have to ball you up again and yeah. slap you back down on yeah, that spinning yeah. wheel. But it's okay. He knows what what's going to happen in the life of a believer he knows he knows what the finished product is going to look like it's going to look like Jesus Christ and so uh we spent a great deal of time in the sermon talking about this uh perfect neat little box that we want to confine God to and um again there are no confinements when it comes to God God is only confined by God yeah <laughs> and that's not a confinement. Uh, that is what he has put into motion. Um, and and so uh, 
blow the sides right off of the box that you have trying to limit God. And really that box centers around if I could just understand what God's doing. Well, you can't. Yeah. You don't have the capability. This side of heaven, uh, we even talked a little bit in the message about it. Well, when you do get to heaven, then you'll understand. I submit you won't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You won't care because you just see Jesus and yeah. you'll be like, wow, yeah, 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 wow. Yeah, yeah, here here it is. Here it is. Here's what we were getting at. Yeah, I don't care about those things anymore because here here's my Savior. Here's my Lord. So, um, yeah, it really, it, it boils down to something that we've dealt with for the last couple of weeks Especially when you come to Romans 9, you know, uh, spiritual intellectuals, of which I'm not, they will, um, you know, they'll want to, oh, hey, man, let's just meet and we'll, you know, we're going to drink our uh, coffee that we had imported from uh, Honduras. (laughs) And uh, we're going to, uh, you know, sit around and uh, we're going to talk about the deep intricacies of Romans 9 and, you know. And also, and someone will say, "I got a question." So, how many how many angels will fit on the head of a pen? Um, oh, that's deep. I don't know. We'll talk three hours about that. And then, then one of them say, "You know that classic. You know, hey, did Adam and Eve have belly button fuzz?" Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Let's talk. I have more coffee for that one. And they'll sit around, and but they'll, you know, yeah. and ultimately, ultimately. As a follower of Jesus yeah. Christ, you've got to come to the point where you say, "I." We'll never figure you out. I'm just going to trust you. Yeah. I'm just going to trust you. Um, to me, Romans 9. Romans 9 is the, is the case. Yeah. You show me somebody that's dogmatic about, <laughs> about anything they would grab from Romans 9, with the exception of uh, Jesus is either going to be the stepping stone that gets you to God, or he's going to be the stumbling stone that's going to bring the wrath of God in your life. Mm. That's, that's the definitive right there. Um, well, but, and, and you even make the statement, kind of closing out point number one, is he's, you know, he's not looking for our understanding, but he's looking for our faith. Like God is, is looking for our faith. And, and you even mentioned you know, that sometimes we have a, a small view of God um, un, with the understanding that you know, God can't be contained and his ways are not our ways. And um, So, yeah, not looking for our understanding but looking for our faith. well, and I think you, I think it would be, we may have said this last week on the podcast. I, I don't remember, but I think it would be the equivalent of, you know, I pull up in my driveway and uh, I get out of my car, get out of my truck, and there is an ant. Hey, let's just go ahead and say it's a big ant, man. You're like, oh, that ant's bigger than most ants. You know, it can even be the king of the ants. And uh, where you would say, man, I'm not walking out here barefoot because I bet that ant could take a plug out of me and that big king ant is sitting there and he's like huh wonder what that dude's doing in that what is that that machinery what what is that thing right there what was that i don't don't understand that doesn't make any sense and and then he's like hey i'm gonna call an ant tribunal and we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about that dude right there and we're gonna we gotta understand that dude right there and you tell me you tell me what do you think he's doing in that uh that machine over there and we're gonna debate that we're gonna talk about that and i'm gonna go write some books on it right and uh, the reality at the end of the day i don't know because he's a human and i'm not right i don't know i'm an ant i'm an ant i focus on i don't know maybe i can get a little piece of 
sugar or leftover bread somewhere. It, that's the same. It's foolish as that sounds. That is like yeah. us saying, why is God doing what? He's God. Uh, I'm going to take him in his word. By faith, I'm going to trust him. Uh, okay, this whole salvation thing. Now, why did God do it? He's God. I'm going to trust him. I'm not going to figure him out. Yeah. And, and, and people, Ryan, people will hear that comment and they're like, oh, you're one of those guys that yeah. you think that people should not uh, debate theology. You think that people shouldn't stretch their minds with biblical truth. And uh, No, I'm not saying that at all. My goodness. Yeah. Sit there and stretch your minds, right? Sit there and debate until your little debating heart is just debated out. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but thank God Jesus saves, yeah. <laughs> right? Right. Let me talk more about what I do know. Jesus saves, yeah. uh, and so I just I, I tend to get a little. Uh, I don't know. Comical when it comes to that. Well, but it's it, it's something that you, you know. Obviously, being a part of your congregation, like people know that like people know that your desire is to equip us to make much of Jesus to equip us to make sure that everyone has the understanding of what it means to be saved and how we can simply do that but then also man just get out and be obedient to scripture and tell people about the one who saved our soul like so sitting in a congregation yes there there are some theological things that can be debated which you know we've simply addressed over the last several weeks but at the end of the day yeah it's it's about making much of the one who has saved our soul and you do a great job of making sure that the church understands that and flows through that so um so let's move on to point number two so point number one was god god's method is to mold us um and your point number two was god's wrath is to warn us um so what what made the the switch there? Well, it, we went from the M's to the W's. <laughs> uh, that's kind of kind of the process that we're walking through. I got you. Uh, and we're about to go to the S's. There you go. Uh, you know, just a, a little bit of a, alliteration that helps me right. uh, when it comes to my uh, preaching. And you know, I like to alliterate because hopefully it helps folks when it comes to remembering the truths <laughs> that have been exposed or have been brought out through the scripture. But yeah, the wrath, uh, it's amazing. We don't like to talk about wrath. Yeah. Yeah. You know, God's a loving God. Yeah. I was in a, uh, I was in a, uh, a gymnasium at a school recently, uh, and they have a club and the club is, uh, more of a, uh, they're not anti-Christian at all. I would call it more of a, a universal club, a universalism club, and um, anyway, they had uh, they had placed a huge banner in the gym in big letters. God is love, and you're like, awesome! Look at that man right here in a public school gym. Yeah. God is love, uh, and what I wanted to do, and I didn't. My wife's like, no, you can't do that. I wanted to go, and I wanted to say, hey, would it be okay? We'll pay to have another banner put up um, on the opposite end of the gym that says, God is wrath. 
you know i don't i don't know that the other banner we had all these different <laughs> cool colors pastels and i think there was a butterfly up in the corner and um you know like a rising sun and it's just some really neat things i don't know what you would put on wrath what you were lightning um you know just a big thick lightning bolt yeah yeah, yeah 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 god is wrath uh people don't like to talk about wrath yeah no 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 you're not gonna you're not gonna sit there and say oh it's so sweet man i waited online for like two hours i finally finally were able to purchase my tickets to the god's wrath conference coming up um got our hotel rooms it is gonna be righteous but yet god is the god of wrath yeah but why and to me the point that he draws out in verses 22 through 29 is all throughout history yeah I mean, God makes no bones about it. I am a uh, a wrathful God, right? I judge sin. I'm going to judge. Look, look, here we go. Here you go. Yeah. Uh, Noah. Yeah. Sin. Let's judge it. I mean, we'll go back. The fall. Right. Right? Adam and Eve. Uh, you sinned. Judgment. But yet, so far, so far, his wrath has been mixed with love and mercy right. and grace um, because even in the fall, he still says, "Are you going to have kids?" Yeah, and you, and you make the statement that you know it's it's hard to wrap your brain around this. That sometimes we get this confused, uh, but you know at the end of the day, it it is mixed with mercy and love. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and the whole reason why he he is he lets us see this wrath currently and all throughout time that is mixed with the mercy and love is that warning hey a day is coming where the wrath will not be mixed with mercy yeah. and love i believe that's going to happen in the time of tribulation yeah. when the uh, when the bowls of wrath that mm. are undiluted are going to be poured out personally i'm 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 a pre-tribber i believe that those that are in christ are going to be removed from the earth uh, you know, and there are some folks that say, well, no, we're living in the time of tribulation right, right. now. Right. I say we're not living in the time of tribulation right now because, again, we have diluted wrath. Right. But right. again, that's not a deal breaker. Right. right. Not a deal breaker. Right. As long as you believe salvation is by faith and faith alone in the Lord Jesus Christ and the Bible is God's word. Right. Then uh, you and I can have lunch together. You add anything or take anything away from the mm. gospel, then mm, maybe hard. Right. Maybe hard. But. The wrath will one day, 100%, be poured out. No mercy, no grace. The time of salvation will be complete. Full wrath. Uh, and so um, he, he, he gives us these insights, not only throughout history, biblical history, world history, also throughout our own personal lives. Yeah. Hey, hey I love you so much. I'm warning you. Here's, here's sin. I'm not going to let sin go unpunished. Right. right now, right now, right now, though, I'm adding a little bit of grace with it. Yeah. One day it'll be it'll be 100 percent wrath. But 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 I've even made a way then that it can be zero percent wrath and 100 percent right. grace, um, and that's through Christ. So yeah, it is right now currently mixed with love and mercy, and so. You sit there and you look around the world today, and my goodness, we can look at what's happening in the Ukraine. We can look at what is happening with. Um, 
What are some other big topics that are taking place in the world scene? Uh, I get focused on the Ukraine, but you can look at uh, the gas prices and, you know, does that have anything to do with the Ukraine or is that just an administration that is trying to make us uh, fossil free fuel and all all that stuff? It's interesting. I I saw this the other day. Uh, um, There was a, a car parked at a house. And it was an electrical car, and they were charging their electrical car <laughs> through their uh, generator that they were running off of gas. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I just found the humor in that. Yeah. But the you look around the world, and you say, man, look at all the evil. Look at It appears as though we're there's undiluted wrath right now. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, not at all. That's, that's what will make hell hell. Yeah. It will be undiluted. Well, and you, and, and and I like the the way that you set this up because, um, you, yeah, there's there's going to be the wrath um, that comes, that tribulation is going to be coming. But at the end of the day, he wants all to be saved. And you reference scriptures that talk about wanting all to be saved. Um, you reference scriptures that God shows His mercy, and in the middle of your message, you're like, Hey, don't, don't delay. Today is the day to trust Jesus. And you pleaded with people that they would, you know, even though it wasn't quote unquote, the invitation time, like you were on point number two, right in the middle of point number two, and you're pleading with people to go, Hey, now is the time to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Now is the time to understand who he is. Don't delay in this because yes, the wrath of God is coming. Well, yeah, God, I mean, that's what God is saying. That's what we're reading in this passage of Scripture. Paul's making the argument as well. He's saying, hey, listen, God has judged sin. God has allowed you has allowed you to see his wrath. And we go through, he even mentioned some examples there, Sodom and Gomorrah right. and, uh, you know, some other ones. And um, he's allowed you to see that because he is warning you. He is warning you. It's not going to be mixed with the grace one day. Right. I, I've made the way, and it's through Jesus Christ. You know, I, uh, um, I, I, I give my son a ride to, to school uh, every morning. He and his buddy who live next door, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go a different way than I would normally go. We'll, we'll go through, uh, we'll come up through the, the beautiful um, uh, town of Southport. Uh, Panama City is a suburb of Southport, and go. so we come. We leave outside of Southport, and we come into the suburb of Lynnhaven. And uh, but we're coming across that bridge, and they have right there one of those flashing speedometer signs, and it'll sit there. And, Mine never matches what the posted sign says. Yeah, I hear you. Um, every time mine, it flashes on me and you'd be like, slow down, slow down. Slow. I think it's, I think it's 35 or 40. I can't ridiculous. remember, you know, slow down, slow down, flashing 52, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. <laughs> um, and, uh, right there in front of Poe folks. And one day I just want to sit there and, you know, maybe go to Poe folks. It had to be a special day and I'm going to go to Poe folks, sit on the front porch and, you know, get, I'm thinking the mixed chicken meal. Um, not the biscuits. I don't really care for the biscuits there at Poe folks, but the mixed chicken meal and, uh, sit on the front porch and just watch people come across that bridge. And I want it to be a day when the Linhaven policemen are sitting there in we those unmarked trucks. We and know unmarked a guy. Car. I, yeah, I know. I know. I know. Unmarked. But they've got some unmarked ones yes, to where you're like, oh, my goodness, Mini that's a bands. cop. 
Unmarked minivan. They that, got an unmarked minivan. That is, I'd like to see. Do they still make station wagons? I don't. An unmarked <laughs> station wagon would be cool. But around yeah. here, around here, it'd be like an unmarked lowrider yep. or an unmarked uh, jacked, like, up jacked up, jacked up. Like oh, but where the front's jacked up higher than the back, <laughs> and. Um, Sit there and watch people come across that bridge and then see the sign. Because here's the deal. I see the sign is flashing. I'm like, yeah, who? you ain't got to tell me. I know. I know. I'm the one pushing the accelerator. <laughs> but I'm telling you, when that thing's flashing, I look over to the left and there sits that white, total white truck. Yeah. F-150, total white truck. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah. And then I slow way down. Yeah way down there have been times i've been like oh he's got me if he wants me yeah he's got me and he's thinking no there's bigger fish coming than you um and that's what god's doing here through the wrath right warning 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 (laughs) it one day will be completely full wrath but it does not have to be for you it does not have to be it can be full grace yeah um so yeah yeah and again, that te- doesn't doesn't that tell us a whole lot about about the God that we serve, right? That even in His judgment, that is so deserved by all of us. I've still made a way. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'll even allow the wrath to be poured out all these ages to serve as a warning to you. Go ahead, get right, man. Yeah. You're right. Well, and I look at a warning as a call to action, right? Like, I like I mean, that. A yeah. warning, a call to action. I mean, yeah. Is that it, like uh, Webster's dic- uh, definition? or I just thought about it as you were talking about the warning thing. Warning, man. a like, call it, because to action. Because think about it. Like if, if we get warned about something, it it's, should cause us – you had the action of putting on the brake to make the change in your life to not get pulled over by the unmarked F-150 all-white truck that sits there. But I mean, we have to is. rename this show to Deep Insights with Ryan. There you go. Um, that's why I get paid the big bucks. That's right. Um, con- it's a contractual, all that stuff. But anyway, like it is this this call to action. So it, you know, when it comes to God's wrath, we know that God is all of His characteristics all of the time. And yes, in His wrath, He's merciful. Merciful, but He wants us. He wants us to don't delay in following Him. Let's take that action to take that step. Um, it's just, it's just, again, just shows the true nature of who he is and and what he's doing in our life. Well, and for those out there who may think, well, you know, hey, I've been, I've been, I've been watching PBS and I've been, you know, listening to some politicians and stuff. And hey, listen, we're gonna make utopia out of this world. Mm. We're gonna, we're, yeah. we're, man, we just got to get people educated enough. We've just got to make sure that everybody has a good. Uh, a good iPhone, you know. We got to make sure that uh, all, every uh, skin color is respected. In which I'd be the first to say, yeah. "Hey, man, God, God's the one who created skin yeah. colors, not me." Yeah. God says they're precious in His sight, and man, anyone is precious in His sight because they're created by Him. But and I could keep going all day. We got to make sure that uh, everybody is on, on the same equal. Uh, financial uh, scale, all that kind of stuff, then it's going to help us when it comes to people being bad yeah. and sin. Well, no, we, we, we can't make ourselves better. Yeah. That is the, is that not, that's the first truth right. of the gospel. Right. Right. 
We cannot make ourselves better. Yeah. I'm all for good legislation, but you cannot legislate morality. You know, you can't train morality. Um, only God can yeah. change a heart. Mm. Only God can change a heart. So, uh, anyway. So don't delay. Don't delay. Trust him now. Warning, warning, call yeah. to action. There you go. So point number one, God's method is to mold you. Point number two is God's wrath is to warn you. And your last point is God's stone is to save you. So why, for the for the people that maybe aren't in church and don't understand this terminology, what do you mean by stone? God's stone is to save you. Yeah, well, you know, Jesus is known as the uh, the cornerstone, right? Uh, we think of the cornerstone. Okay, they uh, the cornerstone is the stone, stone that they would put in place and then start building off of. Right. Uh, but then there was also the capstone. When they were doing the temple, the uh, um, they had, uh, you know, they, they it's amazing how Solomon had them do this. They would quarry all the rocks, cut all the rocks, everything off site. Right. Because they did not want the sound of construction to be happening on holy ground where the temple was being built for God. And so uh, early on, they sent the capstone over to, uh, you know, that would be the finishing piece, right? They sent it over and they're like, well, somebody messed up on this one. Where right. does this go? Right. This goes nowhere. Do something with this. Get this out of the way. We're not going to use this. And so they roll it over the side. They come to the end of the project, and they're like, hey, we need the capstone. You guys send the capstone. They're like, we sent the capstone a couple of years ago. What do you mean? Yeah, we sent a couple of years ago, capstone. Really? And I can see, you know, I can see that. the head superintendent, you know, turning to one of his uh, employees saying, hey, Man, we got to find the capstone around. What'd you do that capstone? You know, they go out looking. They start, you know, uh, probably pulling vines or whatever away. And right. oh, here it is, right here, the capstone. So it was rejected by the builders, but it was the f- completing piece, right? The completing piece. So the Bible refers to Christ as the living stone, the cornerstone, the finish stone. So basically, the cornerstone, right? Jesus. Jesus, you can't begin the gospel apart from Christ. Everything builds off of the gospel, uh, our future, heaven, everything. He's the living stone. I mean, you don't think of a stone being living because a stone is inanimate. Right. Uh, a stone, I, I don't I don't know. I, you know, you don't go out and say, I'm going to water my gravel today because I want my gravel to keep living. <laughs> um, you know, uh, no, it has no life to it. But Christ does, and then he is the capstone. He is the finisher. Yeah. The author, the finisher, A to Z, everything in between. Alpha, Omega. So that's that's the context there that he makes the statement where he's talking about the uh, the, the the stone uh, in the passage of Scripture where, where he sits there and, and he's talking, um, oh, goodness, uh, in verse 32 where he's talking about for they stumbled at the stumbling stone and then 33 behold i lay in zion a stumbling stone and a rock of offense whoever believes on him will not be put to shame so the stone there is christ but he's playing on the building of the temple 
But he's saying, hey, God, what God intended to be a uh, uh, a doorway or a stepping stone, if you've ever had to use a stone to step across a little creek or something right. like that, get you to the other side. God intended Jesus to be the stepping stone to do what? To save you. Right. God's stone is to save you. Yet, for some people who say there are other ways to God, it doesn't have to be as narrow-minded as Jesus. Well, that stepping stone has now become a stumbling stone yeah. to your salvation. Well, and you, and you said a little bit about that and it, with the statement that it causes religious people to stumble because sometimes religious people don't like to talk about Jesus. They talk about so many other things, but they won't talk about Jesus. So in in this thought of, and again, just, just help our listeners just in case, you know, something was missed um, in, in maybe they weren't here or maybe something happened in the service. I don't know. But when, when you're talking about religious people, what, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Uh, definition of religion is uh, man's attempt to, earn his way to God man's attempt to make his way to God right uh, and so I'll be talking to folks and I'll say hey 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 man why don't, why don't, why don't you come and go to go, go, go to church with me why don't you come to Highland Park Church you, you know do you do you think about spiritual things uh, you know or your personal opinion do you understand you know, what do you understand it takes for a person to go to heaven when they die a lot of times I'll have folks that'll say this well I'm not religious yeah Right, right. And I'll say I'm not either. Me neither. Yeah. Me neither. I hate religion. And it kind of it'll catch some people by surprise. You hate religion. You're a preacher. Yeah, yeah I hate religion. Uh, religion has done more harm to uh, hope and forgiveness and peace and eternal things for people than anything throughout the history of the of mankind. Religion religion um i'm going to make my own way to god and yet god's like you can't make your way to me there's no way yeah there's no it's not religion it's a relationship right god sent his son jesus christ if i have a personal relationship with jesus christ through faith and trust a surrendering of my life a repenting or a turning from my sin and turning to christ then i have that relationship and now because of jesus i am right with god Religion's not bad within itself. The problem is when people take religious things and they do those religious things thinking that will make me right with God. Right. That will make me right with God. I mean, you know, if you've ever been driving down the road and you look over, and you know, I know we've got a, a couple of areas of town here in uh, in Panama City where, uh, you know, there'll be folks that are holding signs and they stand on the street corner and they'll preach all day long. They've got a megaphone and they're just yeah. preaching, 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 preaching. Hey, and I, I love good preaching, man. I, yeah. I love good preaching. But, but they're not approaching it as... I want to do this so people may be saved. Mm. They're approaching it as I need to do this worked works in order to show God how worthy I am of salvation. And so it's a works-based salvation. Yeah. Um, and can you imagine can you imagine what the day is going to be like when someone who has devoted their life to works, religious works, meaning they're going to go to heaven, when they find out 
Yeah. It wasn't religious works. Yeah. For many of them, that day will it'll be too late yeah. to do anything about it because they will find out in in hell. Yeah. Separated from God for all eternity. So yeah, when we use the term religion, it is a stumbling block for religion. The Paul Paul makes that point, and who's he writing to? We'll get over into ten. I and mean, we've already done it a little bit in nine. He's talking to the Jews. Yeah. He's talking about I mean, Paul, here was Paul. He was like, man, I am a Jew of all Jews. Right. Uh, I've studied under, uh, is it Galamel or, uh, oh, man. I don't remember that. Name. Yeah. Uh, Sounds good. Uh, I, sometimes I get these biblical rabbi names mixed up with <laughs> some of the Lord of the Rings names, you know. So um, anyway, but he studied under the, the brightest of the brightest when it came to Jewish teachers, rabbis. I'm just saying, Paul's like, I promise you, man, I, there, there's none of you out there that they're more Jewish than I was. And my heart breaks over the fact that many of you are where I was thinking that because you are being a good, and it could be, I'd be a good Jew, be a good Christian, be a good Muslim, be a good whatever, be a good non-Christian, be a good anti-religion, you know, that that's going to make you right with God. And, and, and they're very zealous. Yeah. Very passionate. But passion in the wrong subject. Yeah. Brings death. Yeah. And it's a nasty death. And so, yeah, he does. It's a stumbling stone to religious people. And, you know, you, then you make this transition to talk about how you know, it's it's all about Jesus. Jesus is the only way. You reference John chapter 14, verse 6. You reference Acts chapter 4, verse 12. That Jesus, again, that Jesus is the only way. And you make this statement. You're like, if, if there's no Jesus, then there's no faith. And if there's no Jesus, there's also no heaven. And so it, it's understanding. It's not about what we do. It's not about those works. It's about standing on the foundation of who Jesus is and what he's done in our life. Refer- again, just referencing those scriptures that just confirm that it that Jesus is the only way. Per Jesus' own words. Yeah. And uh I think I think I'd we, we drew this out a little bit in the message that there are folks that want to sit there and say, hey, 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 I believe Jesus. I believe he's a good man. Absolutely, man. I, I think we need more people like Jesus today. I think Jesus was a great religious teacher. I think uh, Jesus was highly moral, and he really he really loved, and he was a servant. And Boy, we just need to follow the example of living our lives like Jesus lived his life as well. But I just don't believe he was God. I don't believe he's the only way to heaven. Yeah. Jesus didn't leave the, the option. Nope. Again, either... Basically, per the words of Jesus, right, right, he's the only way to heaven. He is God in the flesh. He is Lord. That's option A. Option B, and there are only two. Right. Option B, he was, he was crazy, or he intentionally deceived people. Yeah. He he flat out lied, or he he was so nutty he thought these things. <sighs> right. But you you can't just sit there and say, well, I think he, I think he's a good dude. <laughs> he's a great teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not an option, right? Um, I I really like how you you kind of close it out. Um, 
and you said, you know, choose to stand on Jesus, which again is, you know, foundational thing, standing on Jesus, understanding that it is all about who Jesus is and what he's done for us. But then you kind of said that, you know, God is up to something. And I think that's just a great uh, thought for our church. I mean, just some of the things that we've seen going on, some of the things that we've seen in people's lives, the way that God is working, the way that God is moving in our church and moving in people, that, that the God of the universe is specifically up to something in each and every one of our lives if we would just trust and follow the the cornerstone and follow the one who is trying to mold us and making us like himself so well yeah i mean he and it was the last point you know he he god's given us safety yeah in his judgment through the stone the living stone the stepping stone god's saying you'll never you'll never make your way to me so instead i'll make my way to you i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna send you a way to get to me here you go Jesus is his name. And so basically I would say this, um, don't, don't, don't try to figure him out. Yeah. Don't try to figure out God. Just trust God. Just love God. Don't forget. God's a good God, right? Right. Uh, what God does is right. Right. And <laughs> he's got the right to do whatever he, <laughs> right. whatever he does. Right. Um, he's God. We're not uh, period. Uh, and he is a, He's a wrathful God, but man, he is a he is a gracious God. Um, so, anyway, again, we would call all of we of what we have just read Romans nine nineteen through thirty three. We would call that the gospel, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Next week, Romans ten, uh, religious but lost. Yeah. Religious but lost. That'll be a good one. Yeah, and uh, at the end we will say, and we call that the gospel. There you go. There you uh, go. Because that's, I mean, if, if you put those Jesus glasses on, you're like, it's amazing how the Bible makes sense to me now. <laughs> right. Yeah, because it's all about Jesus. That's it's right. all about Jesus. So don't delay. Trust, trust him now. Trust Jesus now. So if you're listening, understand, man, it is our goal to to help you understand who Jesus is and to, uh, to preach the gospel in an unashamed manner. So, Pastor Stephen, as always, thank you for your time and your busy schedule. And as you are listening, thank you for listening. And to I'm going to go. I'm about to leave, Ryan. I'm going to take my beautiful bride out for an anniversary Happy meal. Happy anniversary. And uh, here's what I predict. Uh-oh. Here's what I predict. Yeah. You're right. We may have to censor this. Okay. Here's what I predict. We will not discuss nor debate Romans 9. There you go. There you go. And with that, we close it out. See you next time on The Unchangeable Truth. Hey, guys, this is Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today, Unchangeable Truth. This is a ministry of Highland Park Baptist Church in Panama City, Florida. We would love for you to visit us if you ever find yourself in the Panama City area. Our address is 2611 Highway 231 North. You can also learn more about our church and its ministry by going to our website, www.highland, and it's H-I-L-A-N-D, park.org. There you'll learn more about what we believe, what we teach, 
about the gospel of Jesus Christ. There will also be a sermon archive there so you can go and listen to various sermons over the last several years. As always, we would love to talk to you about your relationship with Jesus Christ. So feel free, shoot us an email, info at highlandpark.org. If you'd like to learn more about Jesus and what it means to follow Him, our prayers are that you would draw near to Christ, that this podcast would be used to point you to Jesus and to help your faith grow and your walk in grace. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening.